What's good, everybody? I am the Swaggy Blurred Winston A. Marshall here once again with the Burke-made man himself, Mr. Dwayne Burke. And we're here, we're here to close out probably one of the greatest six episode seasons of a show that has ever been. Um, Loki, as you know, based off of you looking at this thumbnail and reading the title of this video has come to a close. Season one is over. And so many things that we predicted happened, so many things that we couldn't have thought about kind of came into play. But this show was wrapped up in such a beautiful, tight-knit little package that we just got to dive in and unravel all of this and what this means for the future of the MCU because we are on a path now. We are on a path of no return, and it is quite glorious. We clearly see that the glorious purpose of this show was to set up the next five to 10 years of greatness that will come out of the MCU. So first of all, shout out to Dwayne. What's good, man? How you feeling today? Dude, I've, I've seen this episode three times now at this point. Nobody got time for that. I, I was blown away, like from, you know, what, 30 seconds in? Yeah. On? Yeah. I, like, I... I am hesitant to call anything uh, perfect. Um, I even have issues and thought that there were problems with Infinity War. But I th I think Loki is perfect. Like you think this, perfect? You think this, perfect? this season, a as it stands right now, I, I think this this show is perfect. OK, all right. I'm here for it. I I think for me, it's not at an absolute in the same way that, like you said, I don't think that anything truly does. So, like, I think the closest for me would be Breaking Bad, and even Breaking Bad has its issues here and there that need to be addressed. Um, but it's, I, to me, it's in that upper echelon. Uh, it's probably, like, I want to watch the series all over again from start to finish, but I think I, I want to say once I do that it'll probably crack my top five favorite TV shows of all time, and that's only with one season, which also... Who knows? Like, I think like most things, you look at someone that goes in as rookie of the year sometimes and you go, that's about to be the greatest player that ever played the game. Oh my God, that's the greatest rookie season we've ever seen. And then they, you know, don't quite pull it off the rest of their career. Uh, but I don't have a feeling that that's going to be a problem with Loki. Um, I think that they put something so well-crafted together with so many key moments that the fact that every episode you felt something but that this in the entirety of this episode, you're just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Especially if you know your history, no pun intended, of uh, He Who Remains, of Kang, of all of that. Uh, so again, it's in the title, it's on the thumbnail. There's no sympathy, but this is a spoiler review. So if you don't want to hear, I already gave you two spoilers right now, but if you don't want to hear any more, I would highly suggest you come back after you've seen the season finale of Loki, the season one finale of Loki. Um, so we finally get beyond Elioth. We get into uh, we get into the Citadel at the end of time. And upon walking in, and this is this caught me for a second. Miss Minutes shows up, and I go, "Fam, is Miss Minutes behind all of this?" And I was like, I knew she was a tool, like like kind of like essentially this time AI, essentially. But for half a second, I was like. Was she secretly behind this? I was like, that would be a twist. I don't know where they're going with it, but that would be a twist for show. But she offers 
Loki and Selby an option. She goes, look, give you, you, you're, you know, he's impressed. He'll give you exactly what you both want. Selby, you'll wake up tomorrow with all your memories of the happy childhood and the life you lived. And Loki, you'll have it, the throne, dead Avengers, dead Thanos, everything y'all want. If, but you just gotta say yes. And they were both like, nah, we don't do that no more, fam. Which shows, at least at the beginning, how much growth has actually happened between the two of them. That they're like, no, I don't want your little sad consolation prize. We're here on a mission. Get out of our way. Um, what yeah. did you think of this initial decision? Uh, to, yeah. So I, I, that was my confirmation that it was going to be he who remains when Miss Minute showed up. Yeah. Um, I, I was pretty confident of it when the door opened by itself. And then when Miss Minute showed up, I was like, okay, yeah, it is. It's, it's going to be he who remains, which shortly after she reveals that that's who is behind everything. Um, I, 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 this, this particular interaction was uh, like necessary for what came later in, in the episode for the, for the end of the episode, basically. Um, cause if, if it wasn't for this interaction, we probably would have been expecting what, what happened at the end of the episode. I agree. I completely agree. Um, so they, they push forward, they end up finding, he remains and it is Jonathan Majors, which for me meant immediately, I didn't go to the conclusion of he who remains until it was actually said. I immediately was like, oh, it's Kang, because we've all heard the news that Jonathan Majors has been cast as Kang in uh, Ant-Man and Quantum, uh, in the Wasp Quantumania. So with that, my brain immediately went to, oh, I mean, we've been thinking that maybe Kang was behind this all along, like it's crazy that this happened. It was also kind of funny because it might have been the first time that people were like, finally my theory came true. I told y'all asses what was going to happen. Like they, they finally got the Mephisto moment. But like, to be honest with you, there were way more arrows pointing to Kang being at this than Mephisto being like, there were there were hints here and there, but yeah, the, 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 this was very more it's well, right here type scenario. But as me and you have discussed, this is a merging of characters. So if you want to kind of yeah, take the lead on this, I, yeah, I can, I can break this down, and I, and I'll try to make it as understandable as possible because it is <laughs> a little, it is a little convoluted. You. If you're not familiar with Hugh Remains, if you're not familiar with you know the real time keepers and the time twisters and with Kang as a whole, it is a they're all very complicated, especially Kang. Yeah, by all means, do the um, best you can. Dwayne. So the the first thing I want to get clear is everyone who said it's going to be Kang at the end of this, you are wrong. It is not Kang. There's a reason you're, his you're there's a reason his right, name. But you're mainly wrong. Yeah. Well, there's a reason his name is never said because right. when we reach the Citadel in in the time period that we were in, Kang does not exist yet. And that's going to make sense as I go through or any more. It's kind of. Yeah. Both. And, and it'll <laughs> it'll make. Well, I think I think Kang does not exist yet. There is a there is a variant probably that existed previously that was similar. But Kang, the villain that we are going to be dealing with going forward in the MCU does not exist yet. Yes. And is yes, created I, in. Well, I guess 
yet is not the right word because all time happens at all time but that's but that's why i'm kind of saying like it is that it is that fucking time loop and it's kind of what he explained in the episode yeah but kang is created in the branch that happens at the end of the episode until then the only version of that character that exists is he who remains now in the comics he who remains is not a variant of uh kang or nathaniel richards who has no superpowers he's just really smart and he's from the future that's it and he fucks with time travel that's it and the thing uh the thing with he who remains is he who remains is the final director of the tva he is a cosmic being that is the last entity standing at the end of time he he got to the end of time realized that oh everything is destroyed and he created the time twisters to protect the timeline they started messing with the timeline and doing you know whatever they wanted to do kind of similar to what the tva looked like in loki and he decided this is not what they were supposed to do so he scrapped that and basically recreated the timeline (laughs) And created the timekeepers that were a little bit less uh, enthusiastic about controlling the timeline. Eventually, Kang sprouts up, or the the Prime Kang, I should say, who is the Kang the Conqueror that we are familiar with. There are multiple different versions of uh, Kang, all from different timelines and branches and they all have varying degrees of desire to rule. Some don't care. Like like the character said in the show, some are, you know, relatively nice guys. Some want to rule everything. Um, but Kang creates a council of himself um, and then starts to take them out one by one until he's the only one left. Which is why I kind of laugh at this in the fact that, like, the fact that Rick and Morty decided to tackle this in, like, season one of, like, Rick and Morty of the idea of the Council of Ricks. um, And the same thing about finding the, almost the he who remains or the, 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 they call what the Rickiest Rick, you know, the the Kangiest Kang and all that kind of stuff. The idea of, like, I am the Kang. Uh, but yes, as as Dwayne was talking about, what I what we both really appreciate about what the MCU did is you took essentially uh, and 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 you should watch uh, our Black Widow review, which is also out uh, either after this video or depending on when you watch this out now. But look for it on this the SCN network because we will do a spoiler review of Black Widow. Uh, but I won't get deep into that. We'll just say that there is a character in that film that has changed for the purposes of the MCU. Um, The same thing is true here, but uh, I feel like this, we both agree that this works a lot better to take Kang and to merge him with the he who remains in order to tell this particular story. It doesn't necessarily affect things super negatively, especially when you consider when you're talking about the Council of Kangs, when you're talking about the fact that this version of him is like, yo, 
either we do it this way and everything's fine, or you unlock this whole multiversal war, the things come back, and then all the me's, some good, some bad, are gonna go haywire again, and you're gonna go right back to it. But the funny thing is, as we mentioned, time being cyclical, all happening at the same time and not, it actually makes perfectly logical sense. And even what he says when Selvi charges him ready to, to end it, she's like, you're not gonna beg for your life. He's like, reincarnation, baby. Like, I mean, do you, I'll see you when I see you. Like, it is what it is. Um, I just thought that that was so brilliant. Now, we can go through it beat by beat. There's a lot of stuff to cover. Um, but I really want to talk about this idea of getting outside of your scope, like actual, actual change. So we see that our Loki has actually changed when this is all said and done. Um, the fact that at the beginning, like you said, when uh, before they opened the door and she's like, you're not gonna tell me not to kick it in. And he goes, I mean, me telling you one way or the other really hasn't mattered in the past. It is what it is, which kind of also ties to Kang being like, I mean, you're gonna do what you already did. It, it's happened. I got the whole file for it, blah, 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 blah. Um, this idea that certain things are just going to go the way that they are. But the, so then when we finally get to the end of this and we see that Loki genuinely is like, I'm not, I, I know this is hard to believe because all Loki's eventually betrayed that, that there's always a lie, but I'm trying to tell you that's not the case here. Um, and then it ultimately ends up being Selvi who sticks to her old ways does what all Lokis do and ultimately betrays our, our Loki that we've been following as our main character. But also she hasn't changed in the sense that you think there'd be some sort of growth where things were going on, but you also can understand based off the pain that she's gone through, everything that she's been through, that this is all she's wanted no matter what. And she goes all the way to the end to complete her quest. She doesn't divert from it from any reason whatsoever or her quote unquote glorious purpose. I mean, what did you think, Dwayne? Well, I th I think that we found that um, I, I th was it last week. Yeah, it was last week. I think I talked about how each variant of Loki has had a dominant uh, personality trait, mm -hmm. and I I thought I I thought that Sylvie's was going to be the ruthlessness that is in Loki, and I don't think it is. I think what it actually is is the selfishness that's in Loki, because she didn't care about how this was going to affect Anybody everything. Else. She didn't care about how it was going to affect everything. She only cared about the fact that she wanted her revenge. And yeah, was willing, was willing to basically <laughs> screw the entire universe up just to get what she wanted. A thousand percent. I mean, that's, that's the thing that's wild to me for someone that has made like, her trauma and everything she went through and that essentially, you know, her story, which is very tragic, totally willing to sacrifice, like you said, everyone else just for her own means, which then is so interesting is that, you know, she stabs him. She kind of sees things are changing, but not really, it didn't bring her the peace. And it's the same thing you hear Batman constantly telling Dick whenever Dick's trying to, you know, uh, you know, murder the people that killed his parents being like, the revenge ain't gonna do it. Yeah, like, You think it's gonna do it, but you're gonna end up killing the person that that did what, the, you know, put this horrible tragedy on you, and you're just gonna feel empty. It's not gonna bring back your childhood. It's not gonna erase all the things that you felt like yeah, it's, it's gonna be fucked. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's 
Re revenge doesn't fill the void. It just makes it bigger. Exactly. Exactly. And that I think that's the big tragedy that a lot of like people, when they go through that, we see it a lot of times in stories. But in general, once once the revenge is over, like you said, you still have that void that was there. You still have the hurt that was there. And now you've brought in this whole other rift. Yeah. Um, and we see that too, where, you know, the way uh, Sylvie betrays Loki, you know, finally, like I literally, Kristen was getting ready for work and I was finishing up the episode and they finally kissed and I was like, finally. And she was like, who's that? I was like, that's Loki and Loki. She's like, wait, what? And then all of a sudden Sylvie goes, <laughs> boom, it pushes through the door. She's like, yeah, I got a lot more MCU movies to watch. And she walks out. Yeah. And I just was like, oh, God damn it, man. Like, I, I mean, genuinely thought that, that we had made it to the other side here. But, but you know. Yeah. It, it and and to be fair, I think you guys are far enough along that she can watch Loki. <laughs> she could. She could. I yeah. think she could. But I think at this point, we're just on the journey of just like yeah. rounding out the MCU. Like, she's she's chugging along. But, we've got Guardians next. So, But since, since, since we're on, since we've talked about the end. Um, so... We, we see the branching of the the multiverse happen and and I, I haven't said it yet, but I was right. Um, that's uh, that's that silver line that we could see outside of the Citadel was the timeline. Um, yes, 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 like yes, yes, yes. basically every I, I realized everything I said last week was right. <laughs> Okay, you're just gonna sit here and be like, "Look but at me, I'm amazing." No, like, no, what? no, because no, because like there are things that I got wrong too. But the re the reason I want to talk about the end is we've all been wondering why we didn't get a Far From Home trailer. I think we got our answer la last night because they were waiting for. Because I understand we have a movie called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but. We had oh, zero confirmation. No way home. Why we didn't get no, a no way home trip? Yes. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. The next part. Like, you said it. You said it, and I was like, "Wait." Yeah. No wait. way home. Yeah, that one. <laughs> anyway, we know we have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but until last night, we had no confirmation that the multiverse was going to exist prior to that movie. Yes. Now we have the multiverse, so now they can release a trailer and not ruin the fact that there's a multiverse in I would, no I way would home. wager I would wager I would wager a bet that we still don't get a trailer until after Shang Chi, and I think part of the reason why is even though you know they're on I mean, their own time. I mean, no, 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 I, fair, I, I, I hear but Shang Chi saying Shang Chi is coming in or Shang Chi is coming in less than a month. So, no, 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 I understand. I understand that. The, the only reason I say that is because I think they want to make sure that everybody has had time to get on the same page. And I think them saying like at least another month or two is enough time to be like, all right, you had time to watch Loki. So now we're going to give you this. I, I think that they want to they don't want to ruin it for anybody. Like you said, if that if that's the game well, plan. You yeah, I mean, a couple of weeks. Before I don't. I don't I, yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to drop a trailer today. I, okay. I just I just right. think I just think. I just think at this point, like people have been wondering, like, what right. the hell? Why, Why yeah. is there no trailer? What's going on? And the right. reason there has been no trailer is because there is something in that trailer that is going to cure to the multiverse that we just we didn't have that information yet. And they didn't want it to be 
released in a trailer. Well, um, I'm also, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I wonder how much they're going to show. That actually makes me curious. I mean, I, th I think that they will probably show things that have already been uh, spoiled. So I imagine that we will see Jamie Foxx. I imagine we'll see Alfred Molina. Um, we may see other Spider-Men as well, just to right. get that out of the way. Um, but right. without diving too much into, you know, a Spider-Man show, right, um, right, right, right. I, I still I still want to talk about the ramifications of this episode. And yeah. this allows them to. Well, this is still going to be about Spider-Man, but this this allows them. We've all been wondering, like, what is up with the Sony Disney relationship and what right. is up with Sony's movies that exist in the MCU, but not quite in the MCU, like Venom, Morbius. Well, so this let, this safe. allows them yeah. to make those movies and have a Spider-Man that is completely separate from the MCU. Which I and wonder keep a Spider-Man in the MCU. I wonder to that regard, I wonder if that was like Disney was like, hold on, we have a plan. Like we have a plan that you can keep your properties and do what you do. And we still use Tom Holland and this little element of Spider-Man, like you said, within the MCU, but y'all do whatever you want. And it's not like, we'll still keep the deal, whether or not there's even some sort of cutoff that specifically yeah. says Peter presented it in this way in this universe, then maybe Disney pays for it in full and they have that and you have the rights to all the other Shit. Ooh, yeah, I I'm not supposed to do that. I, I think um, that what was it two years ago? Yeah. When when that whole thing broke down and they were like, "Hey, we out. We're not doing this yeah. no more." Yeah, 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 yeah. I I think Marvel was like, "Hey, we got a plan. We got I can a plan, change, baby. I can change. Look, <laughs> but I, I also like just across the board. I don't think people understand the ramifications of what happened last night. People have been wondering uh, about how they're going to bring mutants into the fold. Yeah, that's easy. No, but I think. Well, that no, that's, no, no. That... The reason I say that is because the first mutant has a direct tie to Kang. To, to Kang, no, exactly, because like, he goes back to try and make him like his heir and all that. Yeah, no, I'm very yeah. aware. Like oh, a lot of people don't. Yeah, My and bad. that's what, then that's what I'm that. saying I'm, is like I'm, a lot of people don't understand the ramifications of what happened last night. People have been like, when are they going to bring the X-Men in? Why haven't they brought the X-Men in? Like this. Uh, we needed certain things to happen first. Because the other thing that wouldn't, and, and that's part of what people were trying to, I, I remember me even thinking about, well, if they, you know, if th there's enough cosmic events, maybe that sets it off. But what wouldn't make sense about that is like, Charles, obviously, for example, was a mutant as like a young kid slash teenager. So like, it wouldn't make sense if old ass Charles is just sitting all of a sudden like, oh man, all of a sudden I can read minds. Like that wouldn't check out. Yeah. So the only way for that really to happen is there needs to be some sort of divergence in universes, which again, makes sense. Um, it also, but what people don't realize, I think about like, for example, how we were trolled uh, with Evan Peters, for example. Um, this opens up the door to bring back anybody that's died 
potentially. So if they want to permanently cast Evan Peters as Quicksilver because he could be from another universe, that's possible. If they want to bring back uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, if that's something he's interested in, that's possible. Um, like, I mean, he's coming back, and it's not yeah. as Quicksilver. <laughs> he was cast as Craven, supposedly. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah. Actually, yeah. So, yeah. I mean... <laughs> So there's, 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 I completely forgot about that. Holy crap. Um, so there's all of that, including again, as we talked about being able to dive into um, mutants. And the funny thing is we're getting, we keep getting a little bit because of the ramifications, we're getting further and further away from talking about the episode. Yeah. So we bring it back because again, uh, obviously there's no longer the inner geekdom show, but we are, um, you know, doing a, a version of it that we'll be able to do that. We'll be in studio and stuff like that. Um, I, I'll probably say one of the early episodes that we do, we'll do a deep dive back into this episode and specifically what the ramifications uh, of this mean. So definitely come back and watch that when that happens. You'll see it in the thumbnail. We'll tweet about it, all that good stuff. Um, but let's talk about let's talk about the TV. So let's talk about Mobius. Let's talk about uh, uh, Ravona. Let's talk about uh, B fifteen. Um, First of all, B-15's plan of running around and getting agents to kind of follow her only to introduce them to regular ass Ravona and then be like, yo, what's what's the director doing here? It's like, nah, that ain't that ain't her, dog. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing in my school? And the dude's like, wait, what? And so the, the a lot of the TVA agents having their eyes open in that regard of like, oh my God, it really is an agency full of variants. Like we've been manipulated. Like to to do that one by one must be exhausting but i think it's a pretty genius plan honestly yeah and then also the throwback to the to the pen mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. it, it makes sense now that where, where the pen comes from uh that they've been dealing with for the entire the entirety of the show basically but b b15 and and mobius i i think is going to be the highlight of season two honestly uh because you can already see like they work together like they they work together very well <laughs> and i'm i'm excited for it although the which mobius and b15 we're gonna get in season two for the majority of season two is is still up in the air um i'm i'm pretty convinced that they've already filmed most of season two. You think so? I think so. I think they already have. I mean, that could be something that's pretty interesting is that we get an announcement. Obviously, we know that there's a season two based off of the... It wasn't so much a post-credit scene as it was a... The same way at a movie you see at the end cap, like, you know, the Avengers will return. You saw the file yeah. that uh, Loffy sent, and then they did a stamp that said Loki will return in season two. So that's like a really... Um, you know, interesting way to make that declaration yeah. that's coming back. I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if that's what you think is happening, that once we get No Way Home in the in the bank, that the show drops like early January. I wouldn't necessarily be surprised about that. Yeah, I just, I, I think that they've already filmed it. The, the, the reason I think that they've already filmed it is because we knew we weren't going to get a season two of WandaVision because... You know what's she gonna do? Take Story over another town? Like she gonna take yeah. over another town? Like yeah. it? That that 
obviously doesn't make sense. And then based on the fact that they submitted it for a limited series and not a television series for the Emmys, that kind of tells us they're playing for it. But if I remember correctly, for Captain America and the Winter Soldier, they they didn't do that at the end of it. Drama series. It was it was listed. Well, as no, I mean, they, they didn't the do a they didn't do a they'll Captain return. America. And yeah, they didn't do a they'll return. I think we are going to get a season two. I think so, too, but, but, we're, but we're also I don't getting a fourth Captain America movie. So I think that there, there yes. may be a holding off on that until that fourth movie drops. Exactly. It's like they, but this they were like clear, like, hey, yeah. season two, it's coming. We we planned it from day because if, if they do another season of Captain America uh, and the Winter Soldier. We can tell that they didn't plan for it to be as big as it was. Mm hmm. This they knew they knew when yeah. they were making this. They're like, hey, we got something. We're going to keep it going. If I remember, wasn't this? Uh, no, it was originally Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Then Loki, I believe, was supposed to be the release order. Yes. Uh, yes. But or no, it was going to be Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision and then Loki. OK, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was originally supposed to be the, the, oh, the original first. Show. I remember. Yeah, it was supposed to be. It was supposed because to be Black, Black Widow, Widow was. Yeah. This, Black Widow, Falcon, the Winter Soldier, which then would have made the connection with Valent. Mm, wrong review. We'll get to that in a little bit. I almost said something yep. that I need to shut up about, but we're, or, you know. I'm, I, I mean, it's excitable. all spoilers at this point. So, I mean, I you, guess you can say true. it. Like, there's, well, again, <laughs> if you caught, if you knew what I was about to say, sorry that I did that, but. We'll, yeah. We'll again. We'll get to that. But yeah, it, it the the release order was different originally, um, but even then, Loki was still, I believe, last in the release in the release order. Mm -hmm. So they knew that this like season two was coming. Um, well, it was. It, it always had the. It always had this meant because I, it was supposed to be that Loki was going to drop um, last fall which would yep. have then completely fallen directly into Doctor Strange. So you yes. would have gone directly from Loki, the timelines open, into Doctor Strange, and now we're dealing with the multiverse of madness. Um, so, yeah, it was, but it, but which is also fun. If you go and look at the, the, the show creator, the showrunner, um, who also wrote a multiverse of madness, essentially being like, yeah, we talked about on the show, uh, in a news report be like yeah i had to like you know write myself out of some trouble or into trouble or however you want to look at it since i was working on both you know this is kind yeah. of like my way of connecting all the stuff together no no what i what i'm wondering is what did he do in loki that he has to fix in multiverse of madness I'm, I'm very curious to see how it all plays out to be honest yeah with you. um and but we'll get more of that information soon so i'm uh, i'm trying to what happened so here's here's and this is the last time i'm gonna try to go off onto it onto a tangent or or maybe this is this is actually the perfect way for us to cap this off is okay. um where we think this is kind of going, going forward sure um i am heavily heavily uh convinced now going forward that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is not going to be about Wanda trying to find the twins in, in the multiverse. Um, what do you think it is? I think it's going to be Doctor Strange coming into conflict with the Living Tribunal. Interesting. 
I, I think that's I think that's what what we're looking at. Do you want to give a very brief for those that aren't familiar with Living yeah. Tribunal? Yeah. Um, so the Living Tribunal, we saw the head of the Living Tribunal in the, in the last episode. Uh, the Living Tribunal is another cosmic entity that is charged with uh, um, monitoring and judging the multiverse. And they kind of determine what is fit and deserves to exist within the multiverse and the the living tribunal originally comes into conflict with dr strange after it determines that earth is not fit to exist um and and i think that that's a good uh maybe like that is our first avengers team up villain like i'm not even saying like it's gonna be the total like crux of doctor strange in the multiverse of madness but i think i don't think that we're gonna be like i know we're getting kang in quantum mania but i don't think that we're gonna see kang for the first avengers movie kang is kang is thanos baby we we looking at him for the next 10 years yes uh but i think based off of how kang works already i think this is going to be one of those things that we're going to get kang we will get Kang, I think, in the next yeah, yeah. Phase, but I, I just, I just don't but think I, he's he's the first. He's not going to be the first villain in the first Avengers movie. It's going to be something else that he's manipulating, and then we're going to keep rolling it. Until- but I, 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 I think without it being cheesy about it, because again, we have to deal now with a multiversal levels of Kangs. I think we are going to have to deal with the situation of like the way that claw from inspector gadget would always be like i'll get you next time gadget next time or or uh skeletor any any villain that essentially is a weekly like oh i'll get you again we're gonna defeat a kang and a new kang is gonna show up and then we're gonna feed a kang and a new kang's gonna show up until we finally get to that moment where we're like all right we gotta put this to bed for good and whatever final kang that they're dealing with is the thing that wraps everything up in a bow the way that we wrapped up thanos at the end of infinity war and endgame I'll be honest, I I would that would probably lose me, but if they have Kang win every single time, I'd be down for that. Well, Kang is going to win. It he's going to I think it'll be similar to Infinity War where he'll have certain victories here and there like the end of Civil War where like the Avengers are fragmented, but there will be an Infinity War type movie where he wins. And then they got to figure I well, out. I mean, I'm I'm almost positive whatever he's trying to accomplish in Quantumania, he's going to accomplish. I, I think he's going to win in that for sure. Hmm. Um, but I, but I think because just because of who he is, like they can't have him lose unless he loses to himself, which he does quite a bit. <laughs> a lot, a lot. A lot. Well, and that's, that's I the mean, other thing. actually, nine times out of ten, when he loses, it's because he lost to himself. <laughs> More or less, his, his hubris gets in the way. I, I agree with you. Um, all that being said, there's just a lot. There's a lot here. Again, I mean, the, some of the stuff that you know we only lightly touched on. Mobius meeting up with Ravona and having their kind of final conversation, conversation and talk. Where do you think Ravona actually went? Uh, I think she kind of. Again, they they've moved into the comic book realm. I she's looking for she or. She is looking for a version of Kang. Okay. Um, because yeah. I, I think 
I think she knows enough to look for a variant of that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and she will eventually find her way to the prime Kang, which is Kang the Conqueror. And then it'll turn into the um, comic book relationship that we're more familiar with. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not opposed to that. I think that that that's a, that's actually a very interesting take in that regard. I'm also curious if maybe there's a part of her that might be the same way we saw this other uh, Ravona as a principal. There's a possibility maybe she's trying to go find her own kind of timeline and put it to put it to bed before she goes off on that quote. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe she's been touched by that in some way or the other, but she clearly was like, it all had to have been for a purpose. She's very upset that this whole thing is crumbling and she wants to maintain order the way that it is. Um, so obviously that's going to come back up in season two, if not sooner. Um, the last thing that's kind of like a big reveal is obviously when we get the variant version of B-15 and Mobius, that uh, the timekeeper statues in the giant like archive has been replaced with a Kang the Conqueror statue, um, which is also just a huge kind of nod to this is all opening up and it is where it is now. Um, last question, and then I'll get your rating. Do you think that there's any hope for Loki and Selby or is that is that officially dead? I mean, I think there's always hope in the MCU. They can write whatever they want. I mean... They they turned Loki into one of the most evil characters in in the universe to, you know, someone that we love and uh, respect somewhat. So it, it's it's definitely possible. Um, I I'm curious, touching on the the end end. Is the TVA outside of time like that now? Like, I'm I don't know, because. I don't think that Mo- I don't think Loki went back to the TVA that we are familiar with. I think Selby sent him to the wrong timeline. Mm, interesting. I mean, I could see that one way or the other. Uh, I, I I just think we also know that obviously the sacred timeline no longer exists. It has exploded into God knows how many different branches and sects at this point. That it's not. Like you can define it as its clear line and branch. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, so yeah. I don't even know if that that point of the TVA truly exists anymore. Like I think it's able to exist when there's nothing else going on. But the yeah. I think that was the fear is the minute you got outside of those the red bar parameter things. Yeah, none of the the isolated in time stuff works with the exception of the Citadel at the end of time. That would be that yeah. would be kind of my guess of what's going on. So all right, what would you give this episode and what would you give this season, man? Uh, so this episode for me was five out of five. Uh, I think we finally got a MCU, um, an MCU product that stuck the landing in full, um, and didn't have to rely on the mindless drone action sequence you know, final act that we're kind of used to. Um, and, and this by far is the best uh, show that we've gotten so far. And this episode is another five out of five. I think the, the last four episodes of Loki have been impeccable. I, I think that from the first second of this show, like you're 
you're on a ride and it's it's beautiful it, it is glorious to to say the least um yeah like i i can't wait to watch the entire series again and go on this ride again and uh it 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 gets me very i i don't think i've been this excited um for something in the like nerd geek space whatever you want to call it uh going like the future of something as i have been since the force awakens trailer dropped Fair, wow that's pretty big man that's pretty pretty big um i was doing the quick math on it because i wanted to be consistent i do give this episode a five um so considering that at the time and it, it is a little higher for me but i'll if i go with the consistency of what i said i believe i gave episode three of 4.5 so with that yeah. i by averages out to a 4.92 for the show for the season um i have a feeling that once i go back and rewatch all six episodes in continuum that i might feel even stronger about it but i i agree i thought that this it is so hard to stick the landing on this you found a way to not only stick the landing but set up for the very next move which is pretty crazy um, and they did it so well, and they did it in a way that you also found an, an, an opportunity to wrap up all these character arcs, do it in a beautiful manner, introduce a major player, no pun intended, um, and not feel overwhelmed by it. If anything, be excited to see what else Jonathan Majors has to bring to Kang and what Kang and he, uh, he remains and that whole kind of sect that we're going to get for the next movie, couple of movies, whatever. You found a way to do it all at the same time. Um, so I, I got to take my hats off to this entire team that put this together. And I want to thank each and every one of you that came and joined me and Dwayne through this journey, uh, you know, with the Intergeekdom show, uh, at the, where we started these reviews through these last couple, and then where we're going to go uh, through the future as well. So Please be sure if you haven't already, leave a like here. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening on the podcast, be sure to leave us a five-star review, all that good stuff. And go and watch our Black uh, Widow spoiler review, uh, which will also be uh, out at this point. So much love to each and every one of you, and we'll see you all next time. Deuces.